0: It didn't have a soft-boiled egg in it, though. Yeah. And that is a ramen thing. That is a
1: ramen thing. But, I want to I make a hard transition here. Yeah. Uh, so, ramen came up in the last episode of the current season of Master of None. Okay. And you should watch that. It's amazing. Yes. The whole season is great.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I remember, I watched the, the first season, and I loved it. Yeah. It's really good. Uh,
1: the second season is as good, if not better, in places. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, you, unless you have something more to say about that, you should tell me about watching Zero mm-hmm. and Baby Cobra.
1: Sure, I can do that. Yeah, I don't have much more to say about Master of None until you watch it. So, <laughs> uh, the Thanksgiving episode, it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving episode is amazing. Thanksgiving episode is amazing. Um, One thing that I really do like about Master of None this season is a number of the episodes are pastiches of famous films.
0: Really? Yeah. That seems like a... I wouldn't have expected Master of None to do that.
1: I wouldn't have either. And not all of them are. But... And and they're pastiches of, like, famous arty films, not necessarily films that most people will have seen. Yeah. Uh, The first episode is called The Thief. And it is absolutely a pastiche of The Bicycle Thief, Hmm. which is a famous Italian film from like the 20s. Maybe Hmm. not that old. Maybe the 70s. Does it
0: do it like subtly and seriously or is it like jokey?
1: Subtly and seriously. Okay. Like if you had never seen The Bicycle Thief, you wouldn't know that. And it would be a great episode anyway. But if you do know it, it's like, oh, this is really cool. You'd be like, huh, that episode had a really particular style. Yes. And there's (laughs) a number of episodes that have a really particular style. And then you go, and I, I was like, I, I recognize The Bicycle Thief because I've seen most of that. I haven't actually seen the whole film. Um, but I was like, I think this is The Bicycle Thief. Hmm. And I looked it up later. I was like, yep, this is The Bicycle Thief. That's cool. <laughs> and then I saw so Then I was like checking after after every episode I was watching. Like, was this something? Was this something? Because <laughs> most of them, when it, when it was, it was not a film I knew. Mm. But that's all I have about Master of None. It's a good show. Still a good show in season two. Uh, I think, I think, uh, Aziz Ansari and Alan Yang are doing amazing things. You saw the, the Jay-Z video I sent you.
0: Oh yeah.
1: That was directed by Alan Yang, a co-creator of Master of None. Okay.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and man, that was killer.
0: Yeah. That Jay-Z video was so weird. I loved it.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. The, uh, did you ever watch, you didn't, you've never seen Friends.
0: No. Like, I mean, I know Friends. You know, well, Friends I, has,
1: has stuck stuck in your brain because you live in the world. I never
0: watched Friends. Yeah. Like, I've probably seen... I've seen lots of bits of Friends, sure. but I've never seen it. You've never sat down and
1: watched an episode of Friends. I have no interest in doing so. But, that's okay. It, <laughs> it's a good show. Like, it does a lot of things really well. Yeah. Um, I have enjoyed it when I've watched it, but it's rarely something that I'm like, I want to watch Friends. Hmm. But man... Watching like Gerard Carmichael and a bunch of other famous black people mm-hmm. uh like recreating scenes from friends. Yeah. The
0: the weirdest part to me was that Jay-Z made that?
1: Yeah. That, like Well, so I would I would maintain because I read an interview with Alan Yang um like afterwards. Alan Yang made that in collaboration with Jay-Z. So Jay-Z wrote the song Moonlight. Right. Which was featured at the end of the video. Um, And man, what a powerful moment that was. Yeah. (laughs) Like that song alone by itself was a like awesome song. Mm -hmm. Like I've not listened to Jay-Z's latest album. I need to, because every music video I watch from it goes, yeah, I need to listen to this album. Mm, I haven't listened to it either. Um, Also check out the video for the story of OJ. Okay. Um, very different, very surprising that Jay Z made it, but very good. Hmm. Uh, very different from the Friends thing, uh, but man, like both of them are really good songs. And then also they have these really awesome like videos to go along with them. Yeah, I mean it's it's akin to Beyonce's Lemonade. I mean Lemonade was obviously like one cohesive story, whereas these are individual video vignettes. Right. But yeah, the song Moonlight is super powerful, like just in and of itself. Mm, mm -hmm. It's a great song. Um, But then to like put it in this construction of like these great black actors and comedians, Mm -hmm. like who were basically the same age as the cast of friends were when they started friends, Mm. like recreating this sitcom. (sighs) Yeah. And then, and then, of course, breaking the fourth wall and then talking about it and like wh- this is a terrible idea, this doesn't do anything good. Yeah, um, and Hannibal Buress was amazing. Oh. <laughs> he can just deliver anything. Yeah, I think it was garbage. Yeah, <laughs> just a bunch of black people quoting lines from Seinfeld. I I really
0: loved the like how just completely in your face the camera switch yeah, yeah. <laughs> was right like the the different, len, like different yeah. lens length and the different lighting mm-hmm. and I, I think it went from like tripod to handheld probably yeah and and then it just tracks him as he's just like,
1: like what am I doing like
0: in his head just falling apart and just yeah. like walks out the set and, <laughs> but the the jarring yeah visual of the change to that like super moody dramatically intense like camera style mm-hmm. From the just friends, l- right, <laughs> flat, like yeah, l- like draining, yeah, like visual of that of right of multicam live sitcom, yeah, so weird, yeah. Like Jay Z's made a lot of music videos, and I don't know if he's ever done. Anything like that. Something like this where it's like more than a music video. Yeah. I didn't think he was that kind of artist.
1: And I think he's trying to be. And I will absolutely let him if this is what comes out of it. Um, But no, so apparently like Alan Yang was in L.A. He lives in New York and works primarily out of New York, Mm -hmm. which is where Master of None is set and filmed, obviously. Right. And um, his like manager or agent called him one day as he was in L.A. and like leaving. And he he was like, when do you leave? And he's like, eh, four o'clock. And he's like, can you meet with Jay-Z at one? <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I got a plane to catch. I don't- um, and Jay-Z couldn't actually make it. Like there, there was <laughs> came up, but Jay-Z's like creative partner was there. Yeah. Um, and they started hashing out like, this was the song they wanted to make a video for. Like, first of all, they're working on this secret album called 444 that nobody knows about. And also they're going to make videos for a bunch of the songs as sort of this art project. Yeah. And also, hey, do you want to direct one? I would say yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, he said yes, and he came up with a couple of different concepts, one of which was this friends thing, mm-hmm. um, and pitched it to Jay-Z, and, like, then sat down with Jay-Z for, like, an hour to, like, talk about it and make sure they were on the same page and make sure it was doing what he wanted. Mm. Um, realized that it was garbage and then re-scripted it overnight. So I don't know what it was before. I mean, obviously, it was a similar, like, setup. Yeah. But, um, like, after talking to Jay-Z, it was like, okay, I have to rewrite this whole thing. And then wow. I went and rewrit the whole, rewrote the whole thing, and then they filmed it. Um, and Jay-Z cameoed as the voice on the answering machine. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, he was Richard. I didn't notice until I read that in the interview. Oh, funny. Um, but, man, what a powerful, like, awesome video. Yeah. Uh, don't read the comments on it. Just don't. Is it just... Racist. So that's nonsense. among other things. It's it's don't read the comments like just I mean, a YouTube general, in general thumb, Yeah. Um, I found two screen two that were so bad. I had to screenshot them and send them it to Amy whose immediate was response was stop reading the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a smart one. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so here is one oh, of you. No, you're going to show these to me. Yeah. So, uh, man, these are both terrible. OK, uh, I'll, I'll show you this one. Should I read it? Absolutely. Uh, First, folks at home, go watch the music video for Moonlight by Jay-Z. It's on Mm -hmm. YouTube.
0: This comment is from user Lucifer spelled capital L-U-S-I capital F-R. When Best Picture went to La La Land over Moonlight, I lost my shit. When Taylor Swift won Best Music Video over Beyonce, I lost my shit. I'm not black, I'm not white, but I can see the bullshit, lol. I see it all the time from the sidelines, and that's why I like to stand up with black people, because it just shows how subconsciously vile most white people still are to this day.
1: Yeah. The key thing there...
0: Good, good for you, Lucifer. Yeah.
1: The key thing there is that this person thinks La La Land 1 over Moonlight.
0: Yes, I didn't even catch that. <laughs>
1: Moonlight won. Right. Arguably that's the entire point of this song. Is yes. that Moonlight won and the award was given to La La Land. Like that that alone as a moment is incredibly powerful. hmm And that's I mean, the song deals with that straight outright at the end. Mm. Um but yes, no, this person thinks La La Land won, while trying to like claim black allyship of some sort. He's also
0: not black and not white but he he can see the bullshit
1: yeah yeah um I'll, you flip you can swipe left and i think you'll see the other one as well
0: uh left is a sea lion <laughs> holding a bucket try the other direction <laughs> captioned i has a bucket
1: yeah that's um i sent that to amy due to her mm-hmm. having a bucket no i get it <laughs> 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 so the story behind that is even funnier but amy would kill me if i shared it on air i was
0: like uh these comments just got awesome oh boy all right this uh this comment is from user andres rodriguez and he says so jay-z is upset because a movie with white lead actors la la land won best picture instead of the one with black lead actors moonlight I I i don't get it oh i don't get it la la land was better so why can't we just let that one be better so again la la land didn't win no moonlight did
1: la la land was given the award at but first it did not win yeah
0: <laughs> i i don't know
1: yeah come on people yeah i was like this is terrible like these people are just stupid don't read the comments.
0: I'm just going to real quick look at the sea lion again, because this is pretty good. This is going to cheer me up. I out. think
1: it's a walrus. It doesn't have tusks. Not all walruses have tusks. Oh, just the males? I don't know. I don't know. Is that a walrus? Could it be a sea lion? I googled walrus bucket mm, to find that meme. You're
0: right. Sea lions are uh, more... They've got a predatory, yeah. sharp teeth jaw. This looks They're lions. This looks friendlier. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a walrus with that a bucket. is a,
0: that is a walrus
1: yeah i will once we turn off the recording like this can't even be recorded i will tell you the story of why <laughs> <laughs> i sent any of this meme um
0: because
1: like she would not let me record it at all
0: <laughs> i that's totally fine um
1: yeah don't read the comments don't read the comments
0: also that reminds me of i saw this on the internet recently i think um is it Frank Ocean like did a show and was photographed in the shirt he wore during his show said something along the lines of like, why be racist or misogynistic or whatever, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. when you can just be quiet? Okay. And like I would say, why be racist, etc., when you could not be? Yeah. Right? It's better yeah. to not be better to not than be. to be quiet. But, like, I think that captures a really important idea of, like, like why are those people bothering to say that?
1: Thing? <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: what's the point of them saying that? Yeah. Are they doing anything by saying it?
1: Making themselves feel good.
0: Yes, that is true. Commenting on the internet is for you, is designed for you to feel good about what you have to say. Yeah. Um, but, like...
1: I mean, we should talk. We record ourselves talking for hours on end and put it on the internet. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> true, but like, I don't know. No, like I, very I get few it. people I have, get it. Very, very few people have valuable things to say. We're probably not among them. No. Uh, but like, why, like, why are you commenting on YouTube videos with just that, like, drivel? Yeah, just be quiet. Just be quiet. Anyway, what did you think of your things?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a long way to get to jerodians <laughs> of sushi and baby cobra um I, I think i may have watched them like back to back i watched them very close together mm. uh because i would get up i get up often early on saturday mornings while amy's still asleep and like watch stuff that amy doesn't like to watch <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to find your time right yeah
1: i mean because i wake up earlier than she does mm-hmm. particularly on the weekends um what do you want to start baby cobra geodeams of sushi baby cobra okay i like baby cobra quite a bit um i didn't love some of her humor at the beginning like I feel like some of her jokes were were poorly thought out mm. um, but as she started getting more into like the storytelling and talking about like her life and her husband and things like that I thought I got really funny like the last half of it I thought was really funny and yeah. laughed very hard
0: yeah that, that that was the strength of it to me was the like the the set as a whole, yeah, and like the, the story yeah. and the way it all like. Although her, up her
1: stories about pooping at work uh, were <laughs> spot on, as someone who poops at work a lot, because mm, mm-hmm. uh, I do, yeah. I have no shame about it whatsoever. Oh, me too. Um, but we don't have individual toilets; we got stalls, and so I'm often pooping next to people. Yeah, um, and so she spoke to my heart in those moments, <laughs> and I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, Baby Cobra's good. It was also yeah. just like really different and exciting to watch a super pregnant woman or like, I mean like a super pregnant Asian woman. Yeah. Like being just as like her character's obnoxious. Yes. You know what I mean? Like she's just
1: intense. I didn't know she was writing for uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. Like that that made some things click for me. I was like, I can see her humor in Fresh Off the Boat. Yes.
0: Yeah. I I only watched like, I think I watched the first season of Fresh Off the Boat, but yeah, like, she, yeah you can tell
1: she's a fresh off the boat writer yeah there's um, definitely a lot of connections there and i really appreciated that because i love that show too yeah
0: but like i i want to see more stand-up sets by like people who are
1: who don't look like louis ck
0: people who are embodying <laughs> characters that are more than like vaguely sad white man yeah. is cynically funny on stage yeah. and like a lot of those you can do that. People, like a lot of those people are very good. Yeah. There's just so many of them and they're all the most famous ones. Yes. Yeah. Like Hassan Minaj was great. And Ali Wong yeah. are hilarious and great. And, and have a
1: new perspective that I'm not used to seeing.
0: Yeah. And they're just so different from that. Yeah. And I want like, I want that More. feeling of excitement by watching like really different people doing hilarious. Stand-up. Yeah.
1: I did. I did think it was really funny that she didn't even talk about being pregnant until like two thirds of the way through the set. Mm.
0: I think she like acknowledged it immediately, but she didn't like, um, she didn't make
1: jokes about it. It wasn't like this. It wasn't the focal point of her comedy. Yeah. Like until she didn't went through everything else and was like, okay, now I can make jokes about being pregnant. Yeah. Um, which I, I feel like, it felt a little bit like a defensive move. Like I'm not going to be the woman coming up and making pregnant jokes because I'm pregnant, but like I can make pregnant jokes as you will see later. But the point, but the point was,
0: is like, you're all going to be super aware of how pregnant I am. Yes.
1: Well, that's, I mean, her outfit alone was like, she intentionally wore
0: like a, a form fitting dress. Yeah. To highlight how pregnant yeah, she was. I,
1: would, I think stripes on it. Yeah, like horizontal, <laughs> yeah, a horizontally striped, like, tight dress. Yeah, which like, is, you know what's going on. Yeah,
0: like, fuck you, I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, really good.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, abs- yeah, I was a huge, big fan of that. I would definitely uh, watch more or listen to more comedy from Ali Wong. And I do love the show she writes for Fresh Off the Boat. I think it's really good. It's one of my favorite sitcoms right now. Uh, so then there was Geo Dreams of Sushi. Uh-huh. And um it's gonna sound weird. I liked one likes rice and chicken more. <laughs> Why? Uh it was shorter, which was only 30 minutes. True. Uh 90 minutes of a Chef's Table episode is too much. Mm. Um and and so it was a very pretty movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what it was. It was a beautifully shot movie that needed a director. Hmm. Um, I, so not every documentary needs like a story. It doesn't need like human change. It doesn't need progression, but it needs something. It needs a reason for scene a to be followed by scene B to be followed by scene C. Okay. And I feel like you could have taken almost any of the scenes in this movie and shown them to me in almost any order because they were pretty and that's it so
0: that's kind of true did the there is a story or not there's maybe, not a story not a story in the sense that like you're watching progression and change happen in the characters but they the movie presents a situation to you that is compelling and interesting situation.
1: I think it is a compelling and interesting situation that I was that had no surprises in it there, with with one exception. But like if you told me this is a movie about a 90-year-old guy who's been making sushi for 70 years and is really good at it, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I would have expected. Cuz it's a story about a guy who's been making sushi for 70 years and is really good at it.
0: What's the one surprise?
1: Uh, the one surprise was a throwaway line that I thought was absolutely amazing, which is that, um, who's the company that gives the stars. It's not Zagat, Michelin Michelin. Um, the, the food writer, the sort of the closest thing the film had to a narrator, um, was very near the end of the film. He was talking about Giro getting his Michelin stars. Mm hmm. And he said, so when Michelin comes, they come three times and they make various ratings on consistency and presentation and originality and all these sorts of things that they're checking against. And at no point in time when a Michelin judge visited the restaurant, did Jiro make the sushi. Mm, That's right. It was his son every single time. Mm -hmm. Now that like is amazing to me. I love that. Mm. I love that for so many reasons. That's fascinating because... Jiro accepted the award. It was Jiro's restaurant. It's his restaurant. It's his stars.
0: And you can like, you can be a Michelin star chef and not cook food. Yeah, right. You can be an executive chef at a restaurant yeah. and not cook.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's like, his son made it. Right. Like, his son did the stuff. And, and that,
0: and that's what the movie's about. The movie's about, like, yes, here's Jiro, and he is old, and he has been making sushi for a long time, and like the glory and wonder of of being Mm -hmm. a master at what you do Mm -hmm. right but then he has a son who has his own restaurant
1: yeah who they spend 10 minutes on and then move on and never see again
0: yeah and he has his good son yeah who works for him yeah (laughs) right and then the you know the dynamic of like Jiro's very old his son is also like getting old his like 50s or 60s yeah like his son will take over eventually and can he do it will Mm -hmm. he do it Mm -hmm. will he change it like yeah and, yeah, so the, you're right. I forgot about that. The real, the reveal that the stars were from the food that his son made. Like, that's really Jiro awesome. Himself. And I think it's yeah. really
1: interesting. But the movie didn't care about that. The movie said that line and mm. it moved on as if it didn't matter. Like, the movie, it, it didn't recontextualize anything. And it was the rest of the movie, so that, that line showed up. And then the rest of the movie was still about Jiro and, like, how good he is at making sushi.
0: Yeah. And it could have it turned to, like... It could have had Focus a story. It could have weather, had an arc. Yeah. Like
1: that's, that's the, the core of a story is you talk about like, what does that mean? Like that really like, okay, let's then spend some time watching the sun make sushi, hmm. like watching him take ownership of it. Jiro does take days off. Occasionally, you know, let's see him run the restaurant on that day off and have that progression, which is literally what Juan likes rice and chicken did. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that was the story. Was like the one got sick and was in the hospital, and so his son had to take over and run the restaurant. And mm-hmm. there was tension and, you know, fear, and would he succeed or not? And could he do this? Mm. And, like, you could have made that story with what you had there, but you didn't have a director who knew how to tell a story.
0: Mm. Yeah, the movie is trying to just show you, like, beautiful food Mm -hmm. and just impress upon you the mastery of someone yeah that's its
1: goals but nobody was here's the other side of it nobody told me what the sushi was like that's not the point if it's the best sushi in the world i want to know what it's like
0: uh, chef's table it's, it's the same creator but chef's table doesn't do that either and i don't
1: like chef's table that much yeah but like chef's table is a little more like story there is definitely more story in Chef's Table. But it
0: it's not about what eating the food is like. That's not what
1: That's what I want.
0: But but you can't like you can't do that in a movie. Like the food the I think the idea is like the that kind of food and that level of food is so great or intense or whatever that like you can't like portray that in but
1: a movie. But you can't just tell me that it's great. We well,
0: you know you say it's the best sushi in the world.
1: That's meaningless.
0: But there isn't a way to describe what the best sushi in the world is like. You just have to eat it.
1: Then why am I watching this movie? Because it's beautiful. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not being flippant. I was bored by Geodeams of Sushi. Yeah. And I went to it with pretty high expectations because a lot of people have really loved it. And I wanted to like it. But I, I really found it boring. I found it
0: like mesmerizing.
1: Yeah, I did not.
0: Like, I, I, something like I really enjoy watching like the, right? it, t- it when the movie's talking about like how long he's been doing this mm-hmm. and how he has just slowly and slowly gotten better and better. Like, his whole philosophy is like every day, like, find a new way to be better at mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And it's, it's showing him like, like, taking the rice and, like, doing the things with his hands and forming the rice and putting mm-hmm. the fish on it and, like, the way he puts it on the plate. Like, w- watching, like, the camera's not just showing you that because it's beautiful, like, mm-hmm. aesthetically. Like, it's trying to visually portray that, like, this looks like someone is just, like, taking stuff and doing things with their hands, mm-hmm. but, like, it is such a meticulously honed muscle memory to action like mm-hmm. you, you can't even understand how perfectly he's moving his hands by doing this to create yeah. what he's doing and like that can be super boring i yeah. get it but slow
1: motion is slow
0: yeah um <laughs> but i like learning about like the way they have to massage the octopus and right like they mm-hmm. have they have someone who who works at the restaurant that's not his son and it took him like 10 years of working there before he's like allowed to cook the rice. Yeah. You know what I mean like just being told about how far out of my experience this world is mm-hmm. is interesting to me.
1: Yeah, but I think where I get, I get disappointed in the film is it is just telling you that.
0: Yes, it is. And
1: I and that. So me describing, hey, it takes 10 years to learn how to cook the rice at Jiro's restaurant is about as exciting as watching the film tell me it takes 10 years to learn how to cook the sushi at Jiro's restaurant. Mm. And so that's like what's disappointing to me about it is it's like, well, then why why does the documentary exist? I could read an article in The New Yorker about this and come away with close to the same appreciation.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You could.
1: Yeah. And so that's why, I, like, as as someone who really enjoys documentaries and the craft of documentary making, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed.
0: Yeah. So how do you feel about Chef's Table in context with it being, like, the same creator and, like, kind of the same thing?
1: As... It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like, I, I don't – I think – really, I think Jiro Dreams of Sushi was so successful and people loved it. And that's fine. People can love things. Mm-hmm. But I think – it was so successful that when the opportunity came to create chef's table, he just said, well, that worked. So I'm going to do more of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any self-awareness or self-examination of like, of, you know, for being honest, someone like Jiro who says, okay, how do I get better at this every day? <laughs> how do I, how do I evaluate what is good and bad about what I make? Mm. Cause I have felt equally bored watching chef's table. And, I haven't watched the second season. I didn't watch Chef's Table France because I wasn't interested in them because, mm. I mean, Chef's Table, I think, had this problem more so than Jiro. I don't think Giro had this problem as much. But Chef's Table was a lot of like, here's a guy who cares way too much about his food and has ruined his life because of it. Yes. Here's a different guy who cares way too much about his food and has ruined his life because of it. Mm-hmm. And Jiro has a little bit of that, but Jiro didn't have a life to waste because he's been doing this for 70 years.
0: Yes, Jiro is the exception to the exception. Yeah. Well, right. Like the chefs and chef's table are like exceptionally talented chefs mm-hmm. with exceptionally like altered from normal lives yeah. because of it. But like they at least had some semblance of like being normal people. Yeah, They had
1: like wives and families and things. And, and I have yeah.
0: the same criticism, criticism of chef's table. Like I don't want to watch just a bunch of sociopaths like ruin their families yeah. by wanting to make successful a good restaurants. Ravioli.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know, but man, if it's a really good ravioli.
1: But I can't, t- I don't, I don't watch Chef's Table and go, that looks like a really good ravioli.
0: Yeah, and like, one, I don't want to watch that story over and over and over again. Yeah. I, I mean, I will, because I like watching the food. Um,
1: <laughs> Let's watch Hannibal. It's but that thing. is
0: boring. I do love that about Hannibal. The food in Hannibal is incredible. Yeah, and, um,
1: and there's a great story going along with it. But it
0: has nothing to do with that's okay. well, I guess it kinda has everything to do with the food. <laughs> <laughs> has everything to do with the um, food. Like it is boring to watch that same structure over and over again at the chef's table. Mm. Um but it's I don't know how to explain it. It's like something about it being shorter mm-hmm. makes it more even more like trite yes because it's so the structure of it is so much more obvious yes right it's like look at this beautiful chef and their food and then let's talk about like their childhood and how food influenced their childhood and then like right their home life sucks and (laughs) then they went they went to they went to college or culinary school and they had some jobs starting out in the food industry and they met somebody and they fell in love, had kids, but then they wanted to be successful. So then they chose to be successful and now they're probably divorced and they got to go pick up their kid. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now they're <laughs> You've described every episode yeah, of chef's table. And now table. they're trying to balance like the, what they have left of a normal life with their now success in the food world. But they and, still care more about the food. Yeah. Um, and chef's table, maybe Jiro does this, more than Chef's Table does, but it Chef's Table doesn't treat it like the tragedy it should be. Yes. Right? Like, Chef's Table is celebrating...
1: This genius. The, <laughs>
0: the life and skills of these chefs. Yes. When...
1: Maybe we shouldn't.
0: Because it wants to be about the food. But it's not. So much. But, like, I would really like to see, like, a tragic documentary about how this these people have, have been ruining yeah. their lives. Yeah. But like the food's really good too, and I'm happy to watch and learn about that. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, that's about how I feel about Chef's Table. And and really, like the director is a good cinematographer.
0: Oh, he's so he's so good. It's and incredible. A
1: bad director.
0: It's like it's the best like shot food that's mm-hmm. ever been Absolutely. done. Like no yeah. one has ever filmed food better than this. Yeah.
1: It's and really- he makes terrible documentaries. Yes. <laughs> Like, I would like someone to hire him as a cinematographer on a real movie.
0: Can we get, like, who's, who are some really good documentarians? Who would he pair well with?
1: Um, I mean, <laughs> put him with David Attenborough. Make a nature documentary with him. Mm. Like, I'd watch that.
0: Ooh. That'd be nice.
1: Yeah. I mean, Planet Earth is beautiful.
0: it's, I mean, it's already shot very yeah. well.
1: It's, yeah. It's hard to beat that. But, like, that's the level of what you're working but the, with.
0: But they're very different. Yes. like you could probably whatever uh, David Gelb I think is his I don't name care you could get like I'd be interested to see how his style treats different subjects yeah
1: yeah um, what are some of the good documentaries I've seen lately what about um?
0: who's the guy with the German accent who's obsessed with death
1: Herzog Werner Herzog <laughs> Werner Herzog yeah you know <laughs> Herzog as a director with that guy as a cinematographer would be really fascinating yeah,
0: yeah I could see so, like Herzog can like write and create good stories yeah
1: he knows how to fi- he knows how film works right he knows how film as a medium works did you watch
0: um was it called inferno or something it's about volcanoes
1: i don't think so was it good
0: i liked it yeah i'm not a documentary person that's fair i don't like i don't know and understand them yeah to like judge them as their thing but it's a documentary about volcanoes and like the societies that grow up and live around volcanoes. Hmm, interesting. And how they like and how they interact yeah. with and treat them. And it's it's just so Werner Herzog.
1: Yeah. Is it directed by him? Yeah. And okay. Narr- and yeah. narrated. Yeah. And it, well, if it's not narrated by Herzog, is it really a Herzog <laughs> film?
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's. I liked it. I you get some beautiful volcano stuff, yeah. and you get his voice throughout. Yeah. So it's pretty cool.
1: He was weirdly the villain in the first Jack Reacher movie. Tom Cruise. Was it? You may remember Jack Reacher. It was I the Tom Cruise film. Yeah. yeah, Werner Herzog played the villain in that film.
0: I didn't know he did acting.
1: He doesn't much,
0: <laughs> but he did Jack Reacher. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Um. Where he held a guy at gunpoint and had him chew off his own fingers.
0: Ah, I learned recently that apparently it takes the same amount of bite pressure.
1: Yeah, I saw that on Reddit. I don't know if I believe it. To bite a carrot? As your finger? As a finger. I don't know that I believe that.
0: It sounds fake. It does. Because it does not take a lot. No. For a carrot.
1: It doesn't take a lot to crack a carrot. You know, you can bend one and snaps it. But no. I don't know.
0: And like, I've heard that idea before that like your brain can't force your jaw to harm or like force yeah. your body to harm itself in that way. Right? Like it doesn't take that much pressure to like pull my finger back and break it. But like, yeah. I can't, I can't make myself <laughs> do it.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you could dare make you. me do it. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, I was at yeah, I was at work doing uh we were doing it overnight when we had food. And we had like a veggie platter and there were carrots and someone mentioned that. And so I like bit a carrot and was like, "Okay, that's how much pressure that takes." And then I put my finger in my mouth and I started like applying like biting my this finger scary. and i was like this feels like a lot of pressure i was like i was putting yeah. myself in pain i was like this is really hurting my finger yeah and obviously like not going so far to break the skin
1: i'm glad you didn't bite your finger off i was like this
0: definitely feels like more pressure than i just applied to the carrot but i guess it's not but i don't know if that fact is I, true yeah
1: that that seems like the kind of fact like you know you eat three spiders every year in your sleep
0: you only eat three spiders
1: well, I don't. The trick is you don't eat them; they were already there.
0: Mmm. Spider, stomach spiders. Yeah,
1: they crawl out. Ugh, that's why is that worse? <laughs> Ugh. Do you ever read um, No Sleep on Reddit? No, you don't need to. Is that the? Is that different
0: than the Ambient subreddit?
1: I don't know. I've never been to the ambient subreddit. Okay,
0: I know what the ambient subreddit is, but I don't know what the no sleep one is.
1: So no sleep is. Let's back up. Are you familiar with creepy pastas? Yes. So creepy pastas are are fascinating from a horror story perspective, and like the idea of like scary things on the internet, mm-hmm. um, and they are are stories that often the author of them is unknown, and they are like passed around as like sort of internet myths or urban legends. Um, and there's some pretty famous ones like the Pokemon Black Cartridge um, <laughs> where some kid found it at a garage sale and your ghost your, your character was a ghost the whole time and your Pokemon was dead. Yeah. And they all died. They didn't faint. Um, and it was creepy. Or another very famous one is Squidward's Suicide. Which is a story. It's a story about a supposedly lost episode of SpongeBob SquarePants where Squid Squidward kills himself. And the story is not about that episode, it's about somebody finding that episode and like watching it and like the terrible things that happened to them because of it and drove right. them insane and whatever. And almost every single creaspe pasta is bad. Right. That's, and and I'm okay with that. Like, that's part of the appeal in some cases. That's what that thing is. Yeah. Um, For folks at home, you can go watch, there's a really interesting series of YouTube videos called Scared Yet that are um, created by Chris Straub, the comic artist, um, friend of Mikey Newman who creates movies with Mikey. Uh, Chris Straub makes actually good horror things. Mm. Um, Like, he actually made a creepypasta that was good. (laughs) Uh, and then it got passed around on the internet as if nobody made it. And it's like, no, my name is on the stupid thing. Um, and of, it got optioned yeah. into a horror series on sci-fi. Like like he makes actually scary things nice. and makes them really well and, and thinks a lot about horror and how horror works. And he's also a comedian. And there's a lot of very similar things between horror and comedy. And there's a lot of buildup and tension and release in both of those. And right. he talks about sort of how those work. But scared yet is his creepy pasta review show. He did like six episodes mm. talking about some of the most famous creepy famous creepy Hmm. um and and you're supposed to always treat them as if they are real and you pass them around, and it's like, hey, this thing happened, it could happen to you right um and he talks about like how a lot of the creepy pastas go one step too far. Hmm. They go into the realm of unbelievability, thinking it's going to be scarier. Or they go into the realm of like super like disgusting stuff. Like um like all of his guts and organs were spilling out and there was too much blood everywhere. And it's like that's not scary anymore. It's just kind of silly eventually. Mm. Um but they like, well, saw movies are gory and they're scary, so if I get really gory, like that'll be scary. Or um In Squidward Suicide, there's a line like they were listening to the speakers and, you know, they were listening to the sound cut out. And it's not just that the speakers weren't making noise, it's they were like absorbing the ambient sound so no other sounds could be heard. (laughs) I was like, you're going like uh, one or two steps too far.
0: Yeah, you're trying to make it intense and you
1: But you don't quite understand like how horror works and like what is scary and what is not scary. Mm. And often the unknown is much scarier than the known. But so many creepypastas like want to explain it to you and why it is scary. Um, and this guy killed his whole family. Yeah. Um, and no sleep is a subreddit where people write and post creepypastas and s- scary stories or air quotes scary stories. Mm. Um, and occasionally some really interesting good stuff comes out because there are people who understand nuance. Um But most of them are terrible and they're fun to read. Hmm. Um, And I read one like this is this is the perfect example of like a terrible creepypasta. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like my friend Jeff screams when he's happy. That was the name of the creepypasta. Cool. Um, And the narrator is telling the story about how he's got this friend Jeff who screams when he's really happy and not like, like screams in excitement, but like these blood-curdling, terrifying shrieks. Um, and I met him in a coffee shop one day when he was screaming at the front of the line like this horrible blood-curdling shriek and everyone was really mad and scared and confused. And he just went and sat down and drank his coffee. Um, but I sat down and started talking to him and he explains, oh, like I scream really weird when I get really happy. Not like just when I'm happy, but like when I'm really joyous, like when I'm you know out on a picnic with my girlfriend or... Uh I don't know, I just had sex. I don't know what the like but happy things, but like like yeah. super like Ate boring a great version. sandwich. Yeah, it's a really good sandwich, and I scream really like this blood curdling shriek. And one day me and Jeff were at a park and we heard some people screaming and we went over and we saw what happened and somebody had been shot and people were screaming, and then Jeff started screaming, and everyone else thought it was because he was scared. But I know that Jeff only screams when he's really happy.
0: Ooh, creepy.
1: Like that, that was it.
0: That's like the idea of someone who's messed up taking joy in something horrible is is scary. is scary. Like that's,
1: that is concerning and something that we should be like, that is, that is creepy and unnerving.
0: And that might be the worst way to tell that.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty typical for that level of discourse yeah. <laughs> um yeah you may have seen the recent film or seen ads for it. you wouldn't have seen uh the recent film the bye-bye man mm, no i don't think it's so. a real movie that somebody made called the bye-bye called man. the bye-bye man which is probably based on a creepypasta or at least a similar like internet urban legend um and his name is, it's about this evil guy with a mean dog um, called the Bye-Bye Man. And you can't even think his name because then he'll know where you are. <laughs> and if you say his name, he will show up and kill you. Mm. And so like the tagline for the Bye-Bye Man was don't think it, don't say it. Or something along those lines. And someone made this into an actual movie that was released into theaters called The Bye-Bye Man. How do you
0: cinematically portray people trying not to think something?
1: I don't know. <laughs> but Chris Straub, who also like peruses these things and, and sees a lot of really funny things, made a parody of The Bye-Bye Man. Mm. I'm not going to say the name. I'm going to find it for you.
0: That's all. That's just a bad name.
1: It's a terrible name. Um,
0: it's also so like that's such like a frustrating premise. Like I don't know how you tell a story about like trying not to think about something because you can't try (laughs) not to think about something.
1: That's why it's scary. Whoa!
0: Like the, but so. It's also incredibly easy not to say something. Like where's the danger? Is the, is like maybe the only plausible thing I can think of is the stories about like teenagers like daring each other to say the name. Right? But then like it actually is real and he comes and kills one of them or whatever. But like, like I can just not say the name, no problem. I'm safe.
1: No. So this is a comic that Chris Straub wrote. Uh, kind of in response to the bye-bye man okay i'm gonna read it so there's a creepy guy in like a coat or something
0: yeah three panels and it's like a hooded figure yeah on a gray sky if you say his name if you even think it he'll know <laughs> i'm the Pee poo poopoo man when i show up the music is a little girl singing milk milk lemonade <laughs> I wear a big poncho. I'm very tall, and I'm played by Doug Jones. I probably use a hook. And then you'll scroll down, and you'll see the fake Uh,
1: uh, poster he made for the pee-pee-poo-poo man.
0: pee-pee-poo-poo man. Say his name. You won't be laughing when he kills you. (laughs) I like that he's played by Doug Jones. Yeah. Smart casting.
1: Yeah. But uh, you'll also see I'm going to pull up the Bye-Bye Man poster. Um. So there's the poster for the uh, the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> it's the same image. <laughs> this is like every horror movie poster yeah. where
0: the scary thing is like one bad figure.
1: Yeah. And you'll see on his name, is it, it's hard to see because this image won't zoom in, yeah. but it's like, don't think it, don't, don't say it, don't think it. it, don't say it. Um, It's got a 23% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. 23% of critics liked this movie.
0: It's better than the Emoji movie probably. Yeah. Um, and he is
1: played by Doug Jones.
0: Oh, he is? That's yeah. <laughs> um, like, uh, right, have you ever heard someone say like, Kevin, don't think about elephants right
1: now. Yeah. yeah, It's a classic. Don't think of a pink elephant.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking of now. It's not possible not to. Don't
1: think of the bye-bye man. Also, I said it. Now he's going to come kill me. Oh no, I'm sorry.
0: I haven't said it, so I'm good.
1: Yeah, but you're thinking it. I'm don't thinking think it, it. He so knows he, you're thinking it. He knows where I am. Yeah, he that's knows. not that big of a deal. He's coming to get you though.
0: Oh, like he'll he'll come to me as long as he knows where I am. I guess I don't know. But when I say his name, he teleports don't say here it. Don't think it. He teleports here immediately. I guess. Or does he just? Or does that give him permission to kill me once he gets here?
1: I don't know. Don't say it.
0: Like I could just think it,
1: and he'll don't just like think it. hang out don't on say the couch it. next don't to me. Don't even think it. <laughs> And then I do like that idea. He's like, come on, come on, just say it. Just say just it. Say Let it. me kill you, please.
0: <laughs> and then like eventually he gives up and he'll start like going towards someone else who's thinking <laughs> it and then hopefully he can kill them by the time he gets there. Yeah. It's like the really lame, sad version of um was it It Follows? Yeah, It Follows
1: is a really good movie. I liked It Follows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it follows and then just hangs out on your couch. Yeah, say it. Say it, say it please. Just just say it. Just, oh I want to kill you once. so bad. <laughs> stupid
0: mm-hmm. um no you you said uh the name of the subreddit is no sleep and yeah. i thought of um r slash ambien yeah which is very different because no sleep is like this is so scary you, won't you will sleep. never sleep but r slash slash ambien is um are are you on ambien right now and something and your brain is doing something really wild <laughs> Or, like, are you on, like, right? Because if you are on an Ambien and you don't fall asleep, like, you go nuts.
1: Yeah, I did not know like this. Like, you're. I've never taken Ambien.
0: Neither have I, but, like,
1: apparently, like,
0: Ambien's a really intense thing. Sure. But it's fine because you usually you go, just to sleep. go to sleep. But if you don't, like, people do really weird stuff when they're on Ambien and yeah. not sleeping. Um, and so it's a subreddit where you can, like,
1: talk about that. Go. Right. Well, yeah. it's a
0: subreddit about Ambien in general, but yeah. a lot of people tell their stories about like, I took Ambien and I didn't fall asleep and this happened. Or, like you I took Ambien
1: reason. and not fall asleep.
0: I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> uh, but Come on, I- man.
1: Do drugs. It's fun. <laughs> say it. Just say it. <laughs> say the name. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, the movie's, that movie's premise is a very like a like dare <laughs> program type policy. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't do it. Don't think it. Um, but I learned about the ambient subreddit because apparently, um, people on Tumblr were using it as a source for like ridiculous posts. Like people sure. were going like copying and pasting people's crazy stories yeah. on Tumblr, and like I'm sure lots of the stories on that subreddit are fake. Yeah, just like lots of that kind of th- th- just those like those no kinds sleep. Of things are fake. Um, but so people started using it as a source for tumblr posts yeah and then those kinds of things got popular and then a huge amount of people from tumblr went and like invaded the subreddit uh, and just like tore it apart and like yeah right like kind of overthrew it right just uh-huh. little tiny community of people who yeah. take ambient and talk to each other and then like all these teenagers from tumblr show up yeah. and start just like making a bunch of shit posts in their subreddit yeah.
1: it's not fun it's just a weird thing the internet does
0: yeah. um We should record for like another 20 minutes. Okay. Because it's late. We can do that. What time is it? It's
1: it's not that bad. I'm tired. Well, sure. You've been drinking all night. (laughs) This
0: is really good. It is really good. Like, Um, I'm really enjoying it. But I did, I I can't help
1: but talk about
0: this final thing that I want to talk about. Okay.
1: Well, let's talk about it.
0: I know you're probably not going to want to talk about it. Oh, this is fascinating. But I want to talk about the Google memo.
1: Oh, you're right. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Right. Like I
0: will, like, I also don't want to talk about like the Charlottesville nonsense, Yeah, which is like the big deal happening right now, but something like the Google memo exists in a similar space (laughs) and like something about it, it, it's, um, another thing you previously didn't want to talk about that we did the rape letter, the what,
1: uh, the rape letter. What's that?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that yes. was a long time ago. Yes. Yeah, no, I was thinking of like, um, the pun- is punching a Nazi okay? Oh after yeah. Richard Spencer yeah. got punched, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I was really I, I like listening to that later. I was like, I was definitely grumpier than I meant to be. <laughs> but
0: like, but what's fascinating to me and these feel similar is like they're such magnets for people's hot to, takes to voice their opinions. Yeah. And, and hot takes they certainly are. And like, but they're such dumb like non-events yes you know what i mean like yes like someone got punched on the street so what yeah right or like a
1: nazi so that's cool yeah it is
0: cool like someone like wrote something offensive at work and got fired for it yep okay but like (laughs) that seems like the
1: system works (laughs) yeah
0: but like these but they have just the right circumstances where like Everyone in the world wants to talk about absolutely, it. and like that's actually the most fascinating. That is
1: fascinating. Thing I'll give me. you that. Like, I think the I think the yeah. thing that happened. People, people never. Nobody sent me the Google memo, mm-hmm. but people sent me lots of other people talking about the Google memo. Right, because <laughs> it's not like, hey,
0: read this. This is interesting. Yeah, it's I have an opinion, and I want your opinion. Right. Yeah,
1: I want to hear your opinion on this other person's opinion. And
0: like, I've read tons and tons about. This google memo. you probably
1: have well i have not partially because i've not been on twitter which we can maybe talk about but oh i've been off twitter for like since before the last time we recorded
0: i didn't know that yeah oh my god like
1: i maybe log into twitter briefly once a week
0: okay that's way more interesting but did you read the google memo
1: i read a line by line tear down of the google memo so effectively yes okay
0: cool yeah and it's like I read a couple of teardowns of it and then I read a lot yeah. of like different takes from different angles yeah. about what it means and all that stuff. But
1: and it was, I mean, it was pretty standard hot garbage. Yeah. The, the, there's two important
0: ideas to me about the Google memo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is that when he wrote it, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were like this is bad mm-hmm. and a lot of people were like like hey this guy this guy is saying some bad stuff but his goal is like his stated goal is like i want to talk about this i want to have rational discussion mm-hmm. right like this should be that's what he said right like i want i want to be able to voice opinions and have them treated like fairly and with tolerance. He did he did say that. He said that. Yes. I don't know I if know, he believed that. I know. He said it and a lot of people on the internet mm-hmm. were like, "Hey, I think this guy's thing is bad, but let's give him that." Yeah. Let's treat him the way he that way he wants to be treated and let's, you know what I mean, like this guy seems reasonable. He's probably not that bad. let mm-hmm. Let's like let's bring him into the fold and yeah, we'll have a rational discussion about this. Yeah. All those people were men
1: (laughs) i believe that yeah
0: and a lot of women on the internet were like haha look at this shit lord
1: yeah
0: right like don't right just like he has no credibility Probably
1: because they've been dealing with that
0: (laughs) yes like don't give him any credibility just ignore this this is stupid yeah it's not a good faith argument right this man needs to just be immediately denounced and shut up and this is bad
1: yeah let's move on
0: and all the men and 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 not all the men, lots of, or only men mm-hmm. were like, well, you know, well, let's talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And then slowly, we learn more about who this guy is.
1: So I didn't learn any more about who this guy is.
0: Outside of further, deeper analysis of what he wrote. Sure. Which yields lots of insight. Yeah. But i that's not what I'm interested in right okay. now. What I'm interested in is the fact that We've learned since that Mm -hmm. he did not get a PhD from Harvard, like he said, on his resume (laughs) he used to apply to Google and on his LinkedIn. Great. I love it. He did not achieve a master's level at chess when he was a teenager, like he said, on his LinkedIn page (laughs) and on his resume he used to apply to Google.
1: I love it. After, even if chess is a terrible game, I love it.
0: <laughs> after he left, after he left, after he was fired by Google, yeah, he, like the next day, gave an interview to some like neo-Nazi alt-right yeah, Breitbart level, Uh like um, like men's rights activists. Yeah, was, kind it, was of, it
1: Daily Stormer? Was it uh, uh, no, Way of Kings? No, no,
0: not even that good. Oh, like. <laughs> youtube personality oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like like daily stormer is bad but it's like a publication
1: in the barest typical <laughs> sense, in the barest legal sense yes yes it is published on the internet he
0: gave an interview to a men's rights activist youtube personality. you know which one i forget the name was it
1: scargon of Arcad? no because i like saying his name wrong <laughs>
0: um also did you hear that the daily stormer was taken down
1: not really, but yes. Oh, okay. So GoDaddy said, you've got 24 hours to get off our host. Oh, okay. And they did. And it's still there. Um, and GoDaddy only did that for the publicity. GoDaddy's a pretty terrible company.
0: GoDaddy's horrible.
1: <laughs> but GoDaddy was like, well, this will make people like us some more. Yeah. Get off.
0: Um, back to boobs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: more boobs, please. <laughs> um,
0: mm.
1: Have you watched Kimmy Schmidt season two? I know you haven't. No. You've got to watch Kimmy Schmidt Season 2. Is
0: there some good like boobs content?
1: There is some great boobs content. Wow, okay. Uh, I can't give you more than that because the <laughs> reveal of it is amazing. Okay. Um, but I will let you know the word boobs is said a lot, and it is hilarious. It's going
0: to happen, and I'm going to be like, yeah, this is good boobs content.
1: <laughs> it's, it's possibly the best boobs content I've seen all year.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other... Like reveal about who this person is is that he immediately like started a Twitter account, yeah that is just like nothing but just the worst kind of mm. like self promotion mm. and right like he he had like he's uh, trying to he, make this into a thing he immediately had like a professional photograph of him wearing a t shirt that looked like the Google like yeah uh text logo, but it said gulag <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like he just, he's super clever. He yeah. just instantly yeah. turned into just the yeah. worst kind of just dull asshole. Yeah.
1: I mean, he probably was that to begin with. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and all the women knew that. Yeah. Because they see what he presented and go, Oh, he's that kind of person. Really? Yeah. And yeah. all the men are like, let's give, give him a chance. a chance. And like my, my takeaway from that is like when someone presents themselves as something, believe them. Yeah, believe what the people who are most affected by it and who have the most yeah. experience in it yeah. know about it. Um and then the, that's related to the other and the other thing that I find most interesting is the way that he is being defended purely on like free speech grounds. Mm-hmm. And like, aside from like the actual like legal, legality, yeah, I get really annoyed with people who talk about like, oh, you don't know what legally free speech really means. Like people complain about like my rights of free speech are being infringed and yeah. people are like, well, actually the way it's interpreted in the constitution, yeah. mean, it's like, that's not what they're talking about. Yeah. What they're talking about is like, they feel like they're being silenced and shut up. And a lot of people are like, he deserves to be heard. Even, even if his idea is horrible yeah. and he thinks that women's skull shapes think they're bad. like. <laughs> I don't think he actually talked about skull shapes, but he might as, he well, might as have. well have. Um, they're like, Let, he he needs to be able to say that and we need to be able to talk to him about it. And like, it's wrong for him to be silenced and fired from his company and punished for yeah. saying... Nobody
1: is silencing him. All
0: he did was say ideas. Like, yeah. we need to be able to say our own ideas back to him. And I don't think that's true.
1: No. Well, I mean, I, I hate referencing XKCD because I kind of hate XKCD. <laughs> Um, but there is a really relevant comic about this where he's, it doesn't have a punchline. There always is because there's, it's XKCD yeah, and there's know, thousands now. I know. Um, and
0: but it doesn't have a punchline because it's XKCD. Because it's XKCD you, because it's a terrible
1: comic. Line. I like Randall Monroe's other stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like his book, What If? I like the bog, What If? Yeah, What If? Is really good. XKCD is a terrible comic.
0: There are some good ones.
1: By random happenstance, there are some good ones. And the one I'm mentioning is relevant and I think pretty good, even though it's a terrible comic. Mm-hmm. And he's, he talks about like the idea of freedom of speech. And like when people say like that they don't like the things you're saying, they're not impinging your right to free speech. They're showing you the door. Mm-hmm. They're saying, you don't need to be here anymore. You can leave now. <clears throat> yeah. And it's not that we didn't hear you or we're trying to silence you. We're just saying we don't want to hear it anymore.
0: Go, like, say it all you want. Somewhere else. It doesn't have to be welcome. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, like, a level after that is, I think that actively making people know that certain kinds of speech have punishments (laughs) is...
1: Consequences. A,
0: yeah, consequences is, A, a really great way to, like prevent harmful speech mm-hmm. and also eventually a good way to prevent bad opinions from <laughs> festering yeah okay i think there are more people holding nazi opinions because it feels more okay to hold nazi opinions. it does feel right? that way sometimes there were I always don't, yeah there were always people with nazi opinions but, but i'm they, okay shaming them for but that. there were fewer of them and they were more quiet because it was not okay to yeah And so like, if it's like, right, like the whole punch them thing. Yeah. If you have Nazi opinions publicly, you can be punched Mm -hmm. and that's going to prevent some people from even having the opinion.
1: I certainly hope so.
0: And when we're all just like, well, they need like, right, like it's just an idea. They need to be able to say the idea.
1: Yeah. The idea is they should kill everyone who's not like them. Right.
0: Like it just, it doesn't work. And (laughs) yeah. And it's, and it's actually very good to consequence
1: that Mm -hmm. kind of speech. Yeah. Hashtag punch more Nazis. Why aren't you on Twitter? Twitter was making me sad. Oh, it makes me so sad. Yeah. So I stopped. Like, I spent a day. I don't even remember what it was. It was it, like, this was before North Korea. It was before Charlotte. Like, it was just some other day. Mm-hmm. And I spent like the whole day like <laughs> pulling my phone out and like swiping through Twitter. And was just sadder over the course of the day. And, like, I went home and I was, like, drained and I felt terrible. And I made the connection, like, I think this is Twitter. Like, I think Twitter is making me feel bad. Hmm. And, like, there are people whose opinions I want to know about. And there are people I want to keep up with. And that I would typically do that via Twitter. But the benefits of keeping up with these people and hearing these people's opinions was not worth it to feel sad. Hmm like cuz 90% of the time of what i'm getting out of twitter is making me feel bad yeah and so i i i stole the idea from Will Wheaton Will Wheaton took he's like i'm taking a twitter break and it was going to be for a day and then trying to do a weekend and then it was like a week or two hmm. um he might be back now i don't know um but i was still on twitter when he sort of announced that and and came back like one day to say like hey i'm still not back but it's my birthday so don't be a dick because <laughs> uh, will meet birthday is don't be a dick day nice um he's like i'm still gone and, I, and he's still on tumblr and he talks there and he answers questions and stuff um and i was like you know maybe maybe he's got a good idea here because again i was like like that happened and then like i kind of identified like twitter is not making me happy yeah it's making me sad um and i was literally on twitter from the time i woke up to the time i went to bed like I first thing in the morning was I open Twitter and see what things are going to make me sad. And the last thing I do before, like reading my book in bed, was reading through Twitter and being sad.
0: You don't like give Twitter one final quick check after you put the book down?
1: Sometimes I did. Yeah. 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 I did too. Um, and I'm like, this is not helping me. Like I'm not getting anything out of this experience of reading things on Twitter um and there's been a couple things I missed. Like I caught the latest movies with Mikey like a day late because mm. I wasn't on Twitter when it went live. Yeah, but you'll get it. But I got it. It showed up my YouTube subscriptions and I watched it and it was really good. I really liked this episode. I didn't see it yet. It's on uh, Pan Pan's Labyrinth. Oh I like that movie. Yeah. And and he does something like he's he talks about it in sort of the, the episode itself. He's like, I'm trying to make like a really sad movie a little less sad. <laughs> It's a, very sad it's a very sad movie, and I think he does. Um, I think it's one of his better ones. His last couple I haven't loved. Hmm. Um, Amelie was really good. Um, the one after hmm. that was okay. Um, the Stranger Things one I thought was pretty good. Did you watch his episode of Stranger Things?
0: No, I think I missed that one. It's pretty good. I'm not like as intensely following movies with Mikey.
1: He's at a he's at an interesting point in the career. So he, he quit Gearbox. It's his full time job now. Mm. Um he's got a Patreon where he's making dough. I'm sure. Um he's like he's doing surprisingly well. Um he's also spinning off into like some other things. Um mm. as part of the fact that like hey, people are giving him all this money and he's got all this time now to do stuff. So he made like Chainsaw Suit Games as his own YouTube channel. Nice. And so it's got like gaming content there. I and mean, when he's working on some other stuff like behind the scenes that he's still like putting together and things like that. And movies with Mikey is sort of still the core thing. Right. But I also think like, and not that Mikey cares what my opinion is. I think the voting on Movies with Mikey episodes has hurt Movies with Mikey. Yes. Um. Yeah. And, and I like Movies with Mikey, and I still watch it. And I'm going to watch every episode he puts out, probably for a long time. I give him money to his Patreon because I like it that much. But I think letting the popular vote pick his movie selection is taking away something I love about Movies with Mikey.
0: Yeah, Movies with Mikey is good. Because Mikey has really original opinions, mm-hmm. and I want like I want it to be as him as possible. Yeah, but then when he only gets to be like really, really him about something that's derived from the wisdom of the crowds, mm-hmm. it's just like or, like I I don't care what he has to say about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I don't like I don't care. It's okay. And Guardians of the Galaxy is just like the most like popular vote winning thing you could so right like yeah like i want his opinion on like way more interesting yeah like i I want his
1: opinion on the stuff he really cares about so he did an ama um on reddit not too long ago um and i asked him like what is the movie you wish everyone would vote for Mm. and he gave his answer was creed and creed has been up for a vote four or five times lately and it has not gotten the votes that's the
0: Rocky movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, with Michael B. Jordan. It's really good. The son of Apollo Creed. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I would really like to. And the fact that like Mikey really wants to make an episode about it makes me go, oh, that's a movie I really want to see. Same way with Zodiac. Like, he put Zodiac up a whole bunch of times and nobody voted for it. And the Zodiac episode was phenomenal.
0: Yes. That was the first one I ever watched.
1: Yeah, it was a great episode because he he hadn't just found something interesting to say, he had something interesting to say about that movie, right. and I feel like Creed is the same way. Obviously, obviously, because like, he he's, he's yeah. saying that. Um, and so, like, I want movies with Mikey to like. I want, and he's doing it because it it increases his content, it increases his views, it increases the shareability of it because right. it's movies people like. But like, I was watching movies with Mikey when he had, and I'm not trying to be hipster when he had like a couple thousand views on his videos. Yeah, and that's fine, but like. Up for vote this time, there were, like, there was four movies, because he's doing four at a time now, which is, like, mm-hmm. I think just we can keep Creed on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the Creed slot. Yeah. And I don't remember what won, but it was not what I voted for. But two of the movies, of the four movies, were Creed and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oh, man.
0: You got so close.
1: Well, I mean, like, so I love his TMNT videos. Because mm-hmm. um, those were some of the earliest ones he did. And they were... Like, he was still figuring out what he's doing. Like, they're not his best videos, but he's, like, trying to understand, like, okay, what does a movie show about positivity and about loving movies look like? Mm. Um, and, like, he admits they're flawed films, but they do a lot of really good things that are really powerful. And, like, I would love for him to complete that trilogy and talk about the last one, like, in that trilogy in his current style and sort of be able to compare those. And T 3 is the worst of them <laughs> by far. But I would be really interested to see what that looks like. And doing a movie that is not Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That's not Pan's Labyrinth, that's not Amelie, like these super well known, well loved movies. Like movies with Mikey's going to make a movie, uh, make a video about how great Pan's Labyrinth is. Yeah, it's a great movie, right? <laughs> like, there's nobody surprised that <clears throat> it's a good movie. There's nobody who doesn't know about it as a great movie.
0: And even like, um, he he does them for the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. right? And I liked those. Yeah. And I think he does have like an original thing to say about mm-hmm. Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I think his Star Wars uh episode seven video is really good. Yeah.
0: Um but he obviously like himself super loves and cares about Star Wars. Yes. Right? Like I don't and that's
1: why he's doing those.
0: I don't think he like super loves and cares about Guardians, probably.
1: Not in the way he loves Star Wars, that's for sure. Right. Yeah.
0: But like it's the it's the popular lexicon thing. Like, yeah. He, yeah. It's so I don't know. It's it's boring to have someone obviously trying to find something to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you could tell, and and he can find something interesting to say. Like he's right. not gonna he's not gonna put it up for a vote if he doesn't think there's something he can say about it. But like, there's a couple of like Jarhead has another one's been up for a vote half a dozen times and has never won. Yeah, and like Jarhead is a really fascinating film. I haven't seen it, but like it's about like the Gulf War. How hmm. many movies are there about the first Gulf War? Very few? Yeah. And it's a very, like, deep, personal, introspective story about the first Gulf War Mm. and being a Marine in the first Gulf War. And, like, it is not an action movie. It was sold as an action movie, which is why it had, like, bad reviews and nobody saw it. Yeah. But, like, I'm sure it's a really fascinating film that I would love to hear him talk about. Mm. But uh, I'm I'm actually going to pull up the Pan's Labyrinth one and like, see what the movies up for vote were.
0: Mm. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe after a while he can stop doing the vote or
1: something. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Uh, I think
0: it's also, like, he he likes his viewers a lot. Like yeah. Like, he wants them to be involved. Like, it's something Absolutely. Like, like... he Absolutely.
1: Wa- like, that's what he loves about doing Patreon and being able to say, like, hey, I work for you now. Yeah. Like, that's really cool.
0: Like, that's important to him. I don't think he just wants to be... like exclusively and like like siloed up and like creating his own thing
1: just yeah like gift to the world like like tony ju with every frame of painting right like he just makes the thing okay yeah here's the films up for for choice right now tmnt3 which -hmm. is what i voted for sorry creed i'll vote for you next time creed john wick 2 Mm -hmm. guardians of the galaxy 2
0: you, and you'd vote for TMNT?
1: That's what I voted for. Like, I went into the comments and voted.
0: I would vote for Creed.
1: Creed is the right choice. Because I
0: don't care about TMNT. Sorry. Yeah,
1: that's okay. Like, I, TMNT is not the best choice to make. It's yeah. the choice I made.
0: <laughs> like, I'm sure... I've heard John Wick 2 is okay. Yeah. And he did a John Wick video. He did.
1: And his John Wick video is really was good.
0: good. Yeah. But, like... I've heard it's okay, so I don't like. I didn't really want to see it, Mm -hmm. and then like Guardians of the Galaxy is just like the super popular one that everyone loves. Yeah, so it's. I bet John Wick will win.
1: You're right. John Wick is currently in the lead. Mm. But
0: like, yeah, against stuff like that, he needs to. He needs to set up votes more strategically.
1: Well, I think he needs to alternate. Like that's what I think he needs to do. Like, hey, you can vote for a movie. But I'm gonna pick a movie, and I'm gonna go back and forth because hmm. he did that for a little while. Um, he said, "Like, hey, I'm gonna vote for one, but I'm gonna make one that I want to make as well." Yeah. Um, but I think the ones he made weren't successful because they weren't. They were people like you and me who want to see his interesting take on lesser-known films that are really good, right? And hear his unique perspective on them, rather than I want to talk about how good Guardians of the Galaxy Two is, right? Well, I mean, it's the I'm just
0: in the s- smaller subset of people where like. I'm I didn't watch his Guardians one because I don't care about Guardians. Sure. But most people care about Guardians, so he gets lots of views for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas like right he makes Jarhead, maybe, and like barely anyone's gonna watch it because it's that movie.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean I can even pull up like what his recent films that like you can you can clearly see which ones get the most views and they're the popular ones. So uh Pan's Labyrinth has been out for four days, thirty-four thousand views. Um Stranger Things, sixty-seven, Amelie forty-four. Logan, one of his better films, like one of his better like episodes, came out a month ago, thirty-six. Um Guardians of the Galaxy, seventy six. Yep. Um Arrival, the best film that came out last year, fifty three.
0: Really? Yeah. I thought Arrival was more popular than
1: that. Moon, an amazing film. Mm. Forty-seven.
0: Yeah, Moon was not popular.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but it was a great film. Yeah, Moon was really good. Princess Mononoke. Seventy-two. Yup. Like again, like these are the popular things.
0: Can you go all the way back to Iron Giant? Uh, I can because, because that's, that's, I'm scrolling. That's the one that I. Saw and you like, were
1: well, that's the one that had to do with like the pulse shooting,
0: yes. And it was just shared like crazy. Yeah. I saw it shared all over the place.
1: Uh, Iron Giant, um, oh, this view doesn't show me views, I gotta click into it. Uh, 91,000,
0: okay, yeah, super popular,
1: yeah. Um, Galaxy Quest, 2066. Oh, okay, but it's also like
0: I don't know, it was that popular
1: when did it come out, older, a year ago, yeah. Um, so like those adaptation, like a movie I absolutely adore, thirty thousand.
0: <laughs> and like overall he does like his general thing is like movies that aren't super popular. Generally but like yeah. lately it's been like
1: a lot of more popular what's ones. in the
0: zeitgeist, right? Yeah. Like putting guardians in there, even Stranger Things, like Stranger Things oh, was yeah. just like the big Netflix phenomenon. Yeah, so
1: the Rocketeer has been out for almost three years, thirty three thousand views. <laughs> So that's what—that's one of the things that I think. I think he doesn't necessarily realize is that maybe. his core audience is maybe thirty thousand. Yeah, those are the people that are going back and watching the old ones. He can get to seventy-two with a shareable flick, right? And that will increase his core audience a little bit, mm-hmm. but is not like his core audience isn't seventy-two thousand because seventy-two thousand people watched the Guardians of the Galaxy,
0: right? Like I became like, semi-core audience, because, like, I subscribe mm-hmm. to his channel and, like, watch yeah. most of his things yeah. from the Iron Giant one. Yeah. Like, I had seen his things before I realized, but, like, Iron Giant got shared like crazy, and I was like, I love this. I want more of this. Mm-hmm.
1: Lady Hawk, one of his very early films, uh, August 2014, so almost exactly three years uh-huh. old, 25,000 views. And it's a really good video about a movie most people haven't heard of.
0: Yeah, I don't know and if I've heard of that.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem. And, like, so early stuff, TMNT... He made a video on Pearl Harbor. He made a video on a Michael Bay movie, and made me want to see Pearl Harbor. <laughs> um, Last Action Hero, Lady Hawk, Long Kiss Goodnight, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Hmm. Like those were all like his early. Like even the World's End, which was one of his best videos. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a like Edgar Wright is still relatively unknown. Like Baby Driver is going to cross hundred million like this week.
0: That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. And that's his biggest film ever. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was way
1: more popular No. Wow. (laughs) Like, the people who saw it, minus you, really enjoyed it. Yeah. What (laughs) (laughs) happens? But, Um, like, so he's doing a lot of those, like, really, like, not indie films, but lesser known, like, mm -hmm. less... They're not films that everybody's talking about, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Which is, I think, the worst example, but...
0: And, like, it stinks because I want to... I really like how just totally different his videos are. Yeah. Like film YouTube is a very uh, like repetitive Mm -hmm. type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking about like, is it like the nerd writer? Yeah. I'm
1: I'm subscribed to the nerd writer and I never watch the videos anymore.
0: Like (laughs) that. And all of its similar kind of channels where it's like, like, really good production but just very like simple yeah and obvious Mm -hmm. like analysis and discussion of movies yeah but made to seem like really really deep deep someone made a really
1: funny parody of one of those about the movie richie rich (laughs) you when you see richie rich is a lot of monetary wealth but what he's really lacking is friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and in that very like yeah. nerd writery sort of voice. And so we can see when he drives his limo to the baseball park where kids are playing a pickup game that he has a longing inside it's of himself. Really the darkness within himself. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing his money can't buy is friends.
0: <laughs> um but even that is a like like a medium quality because like what I really hate is all the like 12 things you didn't notice in, yeah
1: cinema sins uh, yeah the, like, is the worst that
0: that and the like you know li- like listicles of, yeah but a video. video essay yeah and i think like the height of it is
1: vinsticles? <laughs> vinsticles
0: yeah the height of it is um like movies with mikey is its own like very good mm-hmm. thing but like the um like every frame of painting yeah. I think it was just like a masterpiece. Yes. Because he's actually like.
1: And he makes one video every three or four months.
0: <laughs> more than that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's been a long time yeah. since this last one came out. <laughs>
0: but like, like, he's actually hyper intelligent Yeah. about film. Yeah. And like in cinema and stuff. And he has something super original to say every time. Mm-hmm. And is so good at it. Yeah.
1: He made an episode about chairs and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. He
0: did the, he did the episode. Was he the one who did the thing about like the Coen brothers in dialogue?
1: Yeah. Shot reverse shot.
0: Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) like, right. Like the, the scales are lifted from my eyes. I was like, like, oh oh my God. I understand
1: how film works. Right. Like movies are this (laughs) snap. Like, yeah. But, or that, the one, I mean, his ones on like Edgar Wright and Jackie Chan and like how to do visual comedy. Yeah. The Edgar Wright one just oh. Oh, like, I know Edgar Wright's a good director, but I didn't realize he was an amazing director. Right.
0: But it makes you think, like, how many people, like, was, is he the only one who, like, understands Edgar Wright? Because, like, <laughs> I I am now only able to understand it because of that move that video, like.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I understand why it works. I could enjoy an Edgar Wright film, but now I understand an Edgar Wright film. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that of just, sort of stuff is just
0: but like I think every frame of painting is like decently popular. Mhm.
1: I mean, he makes he makes like 50 grand a video on Patreon. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. he's like which is why he can take as long as he needs to. Yeah. Um he well, makes a lot of money per video. Um maybe it's not that long, but it's he makes a lot of money per video.
0: Movies with Mikey is relatively unpopular, right? Like Yeah,
1: I mean, he's he's not cracking 100,000 views on his videos. Right. Like, that's pretty low.
0: And I think, like, Nerdwriter and CineSins and all that Oh, those stuff, are I'm sure are more popular, They yeah. just get, right? Like, those are super popular because yeah. they're so shareable. Yes.
1: but And garbage.
0: Right. But it's like it's like the video internet is a couple of years, like, is trailing the, like, written word internet yeah. by a couple of years. And eventually they'll come out of the I hope so. Listicle click next for I do page. watch
1: so there's a couple other video sites that I've gotten into like music movie review not review but like movie commentary sort of stuff mm-hmm. um, and one of them that I've been really fascinated by I don't always agree with him but I really like his work is Your Movie Sucks I don't know it it's it's like yourmoviesucks.org I think is his YouTube handle um, and he's kind of got like that flat monotonous voice that can be kind of annoying but I think he does it okay Mm-hmm I mean, he mostly reviews, does really in-depth reviews of really terrible films. Um, Like he did, like when he crashed 100,000 subscribers, he did one on uh, Frozen, but not that Frozen.
0: Oh, there's another Frozen?
1: There's a different movie called Frozen that is about three dumb people who somehow get trapped on a ski lift. (laughs) <laughs> and have to fight off I, wolves i've
0: seen the trailer for that yeah i think a ski lift is a very safe place with wolves
1: you'd think so and so like he tears it apart it's like a two-part episode each episode's like 20 to 30 minutes long and they're really funny yeah um and and he just like just all of the terrible things And he's like, this is a shitty film and here's why
0: is it like red letter media but better
1: yes it's like red letter media but good
0: but like that kind of satisfaction
1: yeah yeah uh god i hate red letter media they're another one that i just i cannot stand
0: i, I remember when i watched like the first like episode one yeah. video and i was and like, that was pretty yes, cool episode one sucks and then yeah. afterwards i was like i get it yeah
1: um so he's in that realm but he also does videos on like his top 10 films of 2016 or 2013 or 2014 mm-hmm. um and you can tell that like a first of all they don't his top 10 videos don't have 10 vid- movies in them they have usually like over 20 oh <laughs> <laughs> and he goes i use the top 10 because it's like searchable but these are just the best films that came out in that year <laughs> limiting to that into 10 in one way or the other is like stupid not the point yeah. yeah he's like here are the best films that came out that year and each one of those is like an hour long wow um, and he, and they're pretty standard format. Like he'll do, um, he does it in reverse order and he'll do a couple of honorable mentions, like stuff that like isn't maybe the best film of the year or isn't one of the top 20 films of the year or whatever, but is really fascinating and he wants to talk about it. Yeah. And so he'll do like two or, he'll do like five or 10 minutes of like commentary sort of about the film and then like show one scene from that film, like to sort of give you an, a, like a taste of what it feels like. Yeah, And does that for all of the movies. Hmm. Um, and, you know, eventually leading up to his favorite uh, which for 2010 was to New York. Um, nice. And this is the reason I found him, was because I went to movies with Mikey live in at Pac South. Uh, and someone like asked him about like, Schenectady, New York, or what movies he wouldn't review. And he said, well, like there's certain movies that I don't have anything to say about, even though I think they're amazing films. Like connected to New York, Like you can go watch the you Movie, Your Movie Sucks Guys like series of videos on that. Mm. And there's nothing I can say more than what he has said.
0: Yeah, like, he got it
1: and so it's like I don't have anything to add to that It's like you should go watch it and so I'm like I love Synecdoche New York I'm gonna go watch these videos um, and so there are when I started watching there were four parts in the series uh-huh. he started the series like three years ago
0: is is he Synecdoche New Yorking his reviews of Synecdoche so New York?
1: there was like over a year between parts four and five <laughs> like I think it was almost two years and he he sort of talks about like how this has been happening and like how it is like, and like it's, it's kind of unbelievable. What a terrifying thing to become
0: aware of that you're doing to yourself.
1: And he's like, I mean, I can't not talk about it. And hopefully the next one doesn't take this long, but he's got at least one, probably two or three more before he's done talking about it. Cause he's talking about the film chronologically. It's so like the first video is 30 minutes long, maybe 20, but, like, covers the first five to ten minutes of... Like, he spends ten minutes on the opening credit. Not Uh. credits, opening credit. And it's fascinating and interesting and intricate and, like, makes me love this film even more. And I disagree with him on some things, but it's still fascinating to hear him talk about Uh it. And you can tell that he's kind of like Tony Zhu and, like, loves film and loves talking about film. Mm -hmm. He's not as clean as Tony, obviously, because no one is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so like, there's like the movies he talks about stuff he loves and also the movies that suck, which is sort of his bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, But they're all really interesting videos that I really like. That's so funny. Yeah. Another one that I really like is... um, Lindsay ellis uh whose youtube is shay Lindsay. yeah you told me about her yeah and she only puts out a video every month or so but every time she does it's just killer
0: yeah she used to be on some shitty channel yeah i used to right be on uh ones? the
1: nostalgia geek yeah nostalgia critic or something and then she know.
0: was the nostalgia chick
1: yeah and then she went and did her own shit because she better than that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so there's a few that i watch that are like that, that do like interesting in-depth sort of stuff that are way better than nerd or yeah cinema sins
0: Oh man, I'm glad I'm not Synecdoche, New Yorking anything in my life.
1: Are you? Would you notice?
0: I mean, it's possible I've started. <laughs> and I'm just not aware yet.
1: Yeah. <sighs> it's intense because cause the, the gap between the videos has been getting progressively longer. Do the videos get longer too? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. They're, they're all about the same length, like, 20 to 30 minutes. But does but... each
0: one cover a progressively shorter amount of the video?
1: Um, Not necessarily, <laughs> but like, he's definitely like had to address it. Like what's going on that is taking this long to deal with these He needs to be like, I'm going to make eight and
0: I'm done at eight and I better be done at eight. Like force himself. I don't know if he'll ever be done. Like the last video will just cover the last like two hours of the movie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But they're a really good series and, and his other stuff's really good as well. Yeah. Um, But he only puts out about one a month.
0: I actually, I really like that phenomenon of people talking about a thing and way longer than the thing
1: itself. Yeah, that's fun.
0: Um, like, uh, the podcast, the incomparable always does. It's like a a panel show about like pop culture stuff. Sure. Um, but whenever like when like new movies and books and stuff come out, they will get a panel together and talk about it, but they're like, they really focus on star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. And so whenever uh, it's trailer for a star Wars movie, (laughs) they do like, they really quick do like a trailer episode and get bunch of star wars nerds and they spend two hours <laughs> talking, talking about, about a trailer a 60 90 second trailer yeah, that's pretty awesome right and it like part part of that like it that sounds way less sad than someone spending years trying to
1: to make a video essay a, series do a about... video essay
0: review of synecdoche new york and yeah. not being able to finish it
1: <laughs> but it's a... just so appropriate
0: yeah oh god there's a lot of, like, joy and, like, happiness and a bunch of, like, people who are, like, hyper fans of Star Wars. Yeah. Just, hey, you want to talk about this trailer until you're done talking about the Absolutely. trailer? Just go
1: nuts. Yeah. So, that's fun. You know, that is that is really exciting. And it is exciting to be excited about things with people.
0: Yeah. It's not exciting to uh, have your, the inevitability of death uh, <laughs> find you before you can complete the... The masterwork. <laughs> complete the unfinishable... Yeah. At work of life. Yeah. You can never finish life.
1: He's definitely in the latter half of the film now.
0: He's going to die before he finishes. I know. I would be terrified of that. <laughs> I'd be like, but no, but you know what I would do? Like if I was doing that, I'd be terrified of dying because of the poetic beauty of dying yeah, before I finish. Yeah, it's too good. And then I would hole myself up <laughs> and seclude myself and like draw inward. Yeah. And
1: well it's funny because he had like life things come up that like kept him from being able to work on the thing like that was yeah it was pretty funny God. and terrible
0: that movie bummed me out so
1: it's an amazing so film much. i love it so much i
0: don't know if i can like i really liked it but i've only seen it once and i don't know if i can watch it again because it bummed me out so yeah hard.
1: that's totally understandable like I get that
0: but like I know I know it's something that can be appreciated deeper and deeper and deeper and like I like doing that with things yeah but god it is so
1: dark
0: yeah it's great I love it like you can never
1: accomplish your goals I've seen it three or four times and I will watch it again like that is without question I'm gonna watch it more
0: do you like being reminded that you will die before you feel done Thank
2: mm-hmm. you.